Hey everyone, it's Mike. And Alina. And we're back. Another great episode of Practicing Catholic Up Ahead. And today, we're on our third episode of... The Corporal Works of Mercy. There we go. So, let's sit back and get ready to practice. <laughs> uh, hello everyone, we're bobbing our heads to no music again, so... <laughs> Thank you for being here. They don't know that there's no music. No, I know, but uh, yeah, behind the scenes stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you all for joining us. Uh, hopefully, you've uh, you know gotten some out of the first two episodes here on the Corporal Works of Mercy, uh, and this is the third and final installment. So, um, the two that we're talking about today are um, today we are going to talk about um, burying the dead. And giving alms to the poor. Well, okay. So before we get in there, as as we mentioned, um, give a little bit of history, you know, where we found it, a little bit about the early church. Um, but something jumped out to me uh, when I was um, reviewing scripture uh, prior to the uh, podcast itself. And do you know, Alina, what parable comes before the, the judgment, the story of the judgment? Poor widow's contribution? No, no. It would have been an excellent one. Okay. Um, I mean, considering we're talking about like giving alms to the poor, I thought maybe yeah. that was it. No, <laughs> no, it's actually the parable of the talents. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's good stuff. I it's like that really one. good stuff. Now, if we think about it, right, again. You know, I'm script- poor, but I can't give you money, but I have time to give. So yeah. like that makes me happy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but think about all the gifts we have. Are we burying our talent? Or are we using our talent for good? Are we using our talent to build up the kingdom of God? You know, I don't the, know. I feel like that's up to you know how many Patreon sponsors we get. They'll tell us. <laughs> 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 but but you know, but again, the talent that we're given, the gifts that we're given, are meant to help us in living out and performing the corporal works of mercy. Mm. Yeah, scripture. It's amazing. It kind of overlaps with our gifts of the Holy Spirit too. Mm-hmm. That we get in confirmation. Yep, they help us live out our spiritual life. So. And do we use those gifts yeah. of the Holy Spirit that we were given, or, or are do we, we going to bury them? Are we going to bury it? Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. there you go. You know, turn your take your talent, the, your five talent that you were given, turn it into ten by work by you know living out the corporal works of mercy. Okay, so there's the. There's a little scriptural reference I wanted to make there because I thought it was very unique as right. we've been discussing this anyway. So continue. Well, and like we said, the um, corporal works of mercy come from um, Matthew 10, um, where he's talking about Jesus is talking about, um, you know, feed the naked, um, yeah. feed, or feed the hungry, clothe the naked, give drink to the thirsty. Yeah. Um, whoever you do the least of these, you do unto me. Yep. Um, and so we talked all about that, like in the first episode and kind of recap in the second episode as well as in the third. Um, If you're not familiar with the corporal works of mercy, um, corporal comes from the word that means corpus, which is um, Latin for body, body of Christ. We are literally... feeding the physical body of Christ here, the church, the community um, through action. Corporal yep. works of mercy go through action versus the spiritual works of mercy, which go through our faith mm-hmm. and our spiritual yeah. um, lives and how we can come closer to God um, through our faith. Um, so uh, both both are important. They go hand in hand. Um, one kind of goes over with the other. We'll talk about that. Um, hopefully um, in future podcasts, we yeah. can do that. Absolutely. Um 
you know, so there's seven corporal works of mercy. You um, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, bury the dead, and give alms to the poor. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know why. Every time I th- say the word alms, I think of Monty Python. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Just alms. Um, I think of like that sun. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie. Yeah. Sorry, folks. It's. <laughs> quest yeah, for the holy burying grail. the dead yeah exactly mm-hmm. all right um so we're talking about burying the dead which like most of the corporal works of mercy the sounds kind of um obvious you know bury the dead <laughs> um mm-hmm. but it's a literal thing and it this was a big deal um from my yeah. understanding um in historical times because people were put into mass graves their bodies were not respected they were you know lost at sea or they just like yeah. dump them in the river uh, um, mean, feed them yeah. to the dogs drag yeah. them out to the woods um and this was something that was um you know uh, not it was something that was really prevalent back in historical times. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, we also see different versions of that today in our own society. Yeah, we do. And, and I mean, historically, I mean, look, I mean, look what we do with the pharaohs and how they would bury the, you know, with the tombs and the, mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean, there's, you know, c- you know, cultural significance to burying the dead. Correct. Um, you know, even in uh, Native American culture, there are, there are various cultural significance to this. Um, where it comes from, is um tobit is actually where bury the dead comes from that's so specifically old, burying the dead correct comes from. correct so it's an old test old testament scripture passage mm-hmm. it's, well it's also in tobit where he talks about praying for the dead which mm-hmm. praying for the dead and burying the dead go kind of hand in hand and this is why we as catholics um we are more than welcome to be cremated um or embalmed as long as mm-hmm. we are buried on hollow ground mm-hmm. um and that comes from that passage there in tobit mm-hmm. you know where we are praying for the dead and we are burying the dead mm-hmm. um so that when jesus comes back now we're going to jump forward to revelations here when jesus comes back at the second coming um it's a lot easier for him to uh sew up all of our pieces if we did not scatter them you know on it's a small world after all at disneyland mm-hmm. yeah and and um it was just, you know, uh, back to, um, you know, the rites in Judaism. You know, it was just a simple pine coffin, um, white shroud, mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, it, it's it's basically, you know, the body was guarded into the burial. So there were certain customs that held right. forth in, in that. And we see that in... Uh, Christ's own death and resurrection. Right. Right. We had the tomb. Uh, they, they rushed. They didn't have the coffin because of the time of the day, mm-hmm. but they had the white shroud. They did. The shroud they of Turin. Had, yeah. So you see some of that inside of, again, Jesus mm-hmm. was Jewish. So you see some of that. And I think it brings some more meaning to that, understanding that it just wasn't random. No. You know, so anyway. Yeah, um, burying but, the dead, showing proper, what we're getting at is showing proper respect for, mm-hmm. um, the physical body of a deceased person, um, mm-hmm. whether that be a loved one, a neighbor, or um, in today's society, an aborted baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still um, legal yeah. to um, aborted babies are considered medical waste. Yep. Um, and for them to be incinerated um, or uh, disposed of properly, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, but back even in the um, late 80s um, and the early 80s, they were allowed to put them out on the corner with the regular garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a big movement within the Christian culture to um, bury the dead properly. Properly. Yeah. Um, So it's a little bit better. Listen, there are still challenges. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be challenges. Um, You know, um, so just that a little bit more harpened on a modern times there. But how can we live this out in our everyday life? Um, We can't exactly go around um, burying people necessarily. (laughs) Um, But we can pray for the dead every day. And we can pray for those who are suffering a great loss. You know, we can pray for the families of the dead. Um, Mm -hmm. I was always told as a kid, we don't go to funerals for the dead. We go for the living. Mm -hmm. Um, Although you should pray for the dead. You're going to be there with that family to help them through that Mm -hmm. bereavement process. Um, you know, you could become a part of that bereavement community. I know of one, one of the old church ladies here at St. Jen, she's so sweet. She attends every funeral. Yeah. I mean, every funeral, every funeral. That's the thing. I mean, that's, you know, there are people who do that. She can go and pray for that family, pray for the dead. She does not. What a beautiful ministry she has. Yeah. You You know, know, and that is a ministry. It is. It is. And you can become a part of that bereavement community. You know, you can, um, you know, again, the meal, help with the, help with the meal, decorations of the church, help with the flowers. And yep. Um, you know, for somebody who might not have had any loved ones or, um, somebody not quite from this community, you know, you can send flowers, you can offer, mass for them mass cards are a great way um yeah. to help bury the dead you know have mass said for them um especially those who might not be having a regular catholic like funeral um by having mass said for them mm-hmm. you can attend those funerals you can give food to the family i tell yep. you what like if i can't eat flowers guys like if i gotta be <laughs> at this wake for eight hours yeah. you know some uh some um, meals during the week and, and yeah. you know just you know just spending time with people um you know, if you can't make the funeral, try to make the viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, again, it's about love of neighbor. It is. Love, it's about that it's, community. Well, it's love of God first. And you express that by loving your neighbor through yes. charity. Charity God, is giving your of your giving of yourself mm-hmm. in some way for others. That's how I would best describe charity. Yes. So um, there you go. Yeah. And I also want to say... Um, you know, some other kind of off the wall ways that we can help bury the dead. Like I said um, earlier in today's society, um, you you know, aborted fetuses aren't necessarily, in my personal opinion, properly disposed of. We can't exactly bury them, but you can assist in post-abortion ministries mm-hmm. and help heal the damage that has been done to those mothers and to those families that are affected by abortion. Um, Project Rachel is a um, Catholic organization um, that does exactly this. So if you want to get involved with that, um, that's um, hopeafterabortion.com. You can find them every year at the March for Life. It's a great um, organization. Um, But you can also, um, you know, visit the cemetery go clean up the gravestones in some of these older cemeteries. Um, You know, you can pull weeds, you can go out there, you can throw away the old flowers and place new ones. New flowers, yep. Um, You know, and I also, for busy moms with little kids and that kind of stuff, how can we do this? How can we live this every day in our own homes? Again, pray for the dead pray for the families of you know who have just lost a loved one you can pray for that with your kids um you can also learn about your ancestors 
You know, this is a great way to incorporate uh, burying the dead, you know, learning about your great great grandma, learning about your history, telling your children about this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're supposed to pray um, three generations back for the dead, for our family, Um, you know, so I forget where that comes from. I think that's a little tea tradition there. Um, But, you know, you pray for, you know, grandma, great grandma, great great grandma, or you can pray for yourself and then go back to great grandma, Um, teaching your kids about this um, so that one day they might grow up in the faith and live out these corporal works of mercy. Sure. Not as um, a have to, yeah. but as a habit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and something I was going to add there, too, is that, you know, grief is very challenging. And oftentimes what people need is uh, an ear um, to to help them in that time of grief, in that time of loss. And what I would encourage us is that as we bury the dead... You know, as you mentioned, you know, early, Alina, sometimes, um, you know, that also includes loving the living and, you know, don't be afraid of trying to find resources for friends who may be struggling with loss or grief. Um, that being that ear, being that just that that person they can turn to in those difficult times mm-hmm. is is important. Uh, I will I will never forget the day my dad died, Brett was at my house. Mm-hmm. And I've known Brett since I was 14, 30 years. We have been friends for 30 years. Brett, we're old, by the way, if you're listening. And you're older, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like a month older anyway. Um, but no, it's true. Like The day my dad died, he was there. And he's like, I didn't know what to do, so I just wanted to sit here with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And we didn't really talk, but just he was there. Yeah. Um, Sometimes just being there just is being enough. There. And you then, know. you know, the day my mom died, guess who knocked on the door? Yep. Brett. Yep. And he was just there. And so... Yeah, sometimes just, yeah, that's enough, you know, and sometimes just praying for a family because we can't underestimate the power of prayer. Um, You know, it goes a long way into that healing. uh. Okay, so now the last one, right? Almsgiving. Uh, Giving alms to the poor. So, you know, this is, it's it's the easiest one, I think, for all of us to do. And it's the hardest one at the same time. At the same time. Number one, it's just, it's, it's financial giving, oh, which is hard. Money. Yeah. Moolah. But. Be a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, that's a good way. <laughs> you can be a Patreon, cause, yeah, Patreon subscriber here because, again, it will support uh, those in poverty here. Mm-hmm. Um, but helps fund the podcast, m- podcast and it also helps fund Vincent and Marion Youth. We use it directly um, for our SOS projects, our service on Saturdays. Yeah. So. All different kinds of things that it will go to. Um, but one thing. It's just even giving to your church, um, you know. Tithing, not yeah. tithing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, tithing ten percent—that's hard. Ten percent is hard. It's hard. Ten percent is very, hard. very hard. Um, I will tell you that. That's a little tea, though. You do not have. You to don't have to tithe ten percent. No. You are called to give what you can. Give what you can, exactly. But are we all really giving what we can? Are you giving till it hurts? Or are you giving to satisfy yeah. your? Um, own self, you know. Or Correct. You just, How are you giving? Correct. How are you giving? How are you giving? And that th- this is where I challenge people is that, you know, for me, if you, it's just to start out, if you don't know where to give, start with your parish. 
Why do I say that? Because our parish is called to help in all of these areas. Yes. Your pastor, if you're blessed to have an associate pastor, the church community itself is working in all these areas. They will assure that the money is being used properly to make sure that you you know the the homeless are sheltered, that food is given to the hungry, that drink is given to the thirsty. They will make sure that these funds are given away accordingly. Uh, mm-hmm. to those most in need. Correct. So start with your parish if you're not sure where to give. Yes. And you know what? Two. There's a lot of electric and a lot of, <laughs> you know, gas to heat is. and cool those churches. It is. So, it is. You know, I know a lot of people have said to me like, well, I don't need to tithe. Look how big this church is. They got all kinds of money. And it's like, that's <laughs> why you need to <laughs> die. <tithe. Yeah. laughs> like, do you see how this goes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, it's it's a nonprofit. I mean, churches aren't keeping the money. Um you know the an amazing. They're statistic. not keeping the money. We're not keeping the what money. Was it 2018? The the Catholic Church gave away more money than Apple made. Yes. Apple made 170 million, and the church gave uh, gave, gave away 172 million. Could be billion. I have to double check. But yes, that an it was, M it, or a B. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was big. That's all yeah. I have to say. It's but true. I mean, when you think about that, when you think a hundred seventy million dollar profit for Apple, and the church gave away one hundred seventy two million. And by the church, we're talking about the Catholic Church as a whole, all, all the around the world, all around the world, all the different organizations, your parishes, your Vincentian Marian Youth, your Saint Paul, all of us combined. Yeah. Um, because we're all working together because we are all under the Catholic Church. We did not collectively, you know, make that much money, yeah. but together together as a group we were able to give out that much money yeah and then that's the thing and and so uh, i i challenge you to do that and and to really look at your finances if you're buying that you know eight dollar starbucks every day of the week mm. five days a week that's forty dollars mm-hmm. can you can you can you give 20 of it away mm-hmm. you know what can you do without and i will tell you this from my own personal experience uh years ago when i made a career change i went from being in corporate human resources into sales in my first year, I made $7,500 and got the water bill and I couldn't pay it. And I thought, okay. And I went to church and I said, Lord, this hurts. And it was $20. And I said, Lord, I really need this $20. But I know someone needs it more than I do. Mm-hmm. And I gave it away. And I started giving away $20 a week. That's that poor what is and contribution. You gave all that all you had, I had. Literally all I had. And watched it come back tenfold. Uh-huh. It did. I'm not kidding you. And then it progressed. It was, okay, now I give away 22 23 dollars 24 25 30 And it continues to grow. And the more you give, the more God really will give back. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, yeah, you're it, not going to hear your pastor get up there and preach about tithing. You're not going to hear that no. in the Catholic Church. Um, this is something that we have to make that conscious choice to do and know yeah. that we are called to do it. But they're not you're not going to see no. them get up there and beg you to tithe to your parish, yeah. you know, maybe, t- you know, charitable contributions to organizations like many of the organizations we've talked over this three part podcast, you know, um, Project Rachel, um, you know, um, uh, Kairos, Kairos, um, Catholic Cross Outreach, um, Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Columbus, I mean, who knows? the BMY, yeah. <laughs> St. Vincent of Paul, all of us, um, you know, we'll beg you for money. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll beg hard. Um, be a Patreon sponsor. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. But, uh, you know, th- to tithe to your parish is a completely different thing. Um, and that's what yeah. this is talking about. Yes, it's wonderful to give to those organizations. You should totally do that. When those um, missionaries come and they're begging you to donate water towards qu- clean drinking funds, or um, towards, um, you know, pro-life causes or towards um, homeless outreaches. Like, please do that. 
but don't forget about your own parish. Parishes are closing left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, And know that when you donate to your parish, it is being spent adequately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the things that um, I guess making that donation, being conscious Mm -hmm. of it, um, you know, and, and there are times where if you can't afford something financially, find another way to give. Yes. So give of your time. Give of your time. You know, and, and it's it's not it's That's me. not That's the same, me. but it it still has a tremendous impact. It has impact. a meaning because as I have given my time, you know, I was a single mom at one point. Um, yeah. you know, I was not able to give financially by any means, but I did have what little time I had, I had to give, um, you know, so I have worked for Vincent Marion youth for the majority of my adult life. Um, and part, a a lot of my job is volunteer. Um, you know, and so giving of that, but then also that goes into, um, you know, with the church, how can I, you know, give to my parish? Well, I teach second grade PSR. This is me giving of my time. I might not be able to give you of my funds, but I can give you of my time. What else can I do? Well, I can volunteer to clean the church a couple of times a year. Yep. You know, I can give of my time. I might not be able to give to you financially. Um, and I have seen how, my giving of my time even has come back tenfold. Sure. You know, as you know, I've gotten older and been able to, you know, um, you know, find my perfect, you know, my soulmate, my, um, spouse and we've been able to you know get our finances in order and even you know two kids later and we're sending them all to private schooling how you know spending that money that we didn't have to begin with and sending them and investing in their uh, private catholic education has come back tenfold tenfold um and we see this so we want to encourage you to do so yeah um for me as a family how can you do this every day well again like give of your time you can do this as a family as a family you can work the you know chicken dinner yep as a family you can work work sunday the, coffee and donuts or yeah, do the, the parish f- picnic. Par- parish festival or parish picnic parish yeah. picnics. back in ohio we you have festivals go. is what they call them oh yeah they're like rides and like oh yeah we got a bounce house no man <laughs> sometimes gosh I see, oh man same so a couple different was like, so same brandon had the yeah we had the navigators playing and uh which was a uh, a band from the church and they were great so anyway but again it's about giving right. and and so with that everyone and it's, it, it is fun to you know in my family you know as we've you know grown up um you know i might be only stick in five to twenty dollars in that church envelope but you know how they send you those church envelopes that like say like your name and stuff on them and then you can yeah. like deduct it at the end of the year in your taxes um, instill that in your kids, the importance of yeah. putting money in that plate every Sunday. And I you don't know, you do it at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Th- you, that's the other thing. So how this, this is brilliant. It's planning your giving. This is wonderful. It's, it's budgeted in when I, at the beginning of the month or whenever I go into cash my paycheck, um, you know, towards the first of the month, I will get out, you know, um, four sets, you know, so I usually get out, um, you know, like, twenty dollars in five dollar bills i stick it all in the envelopes for that month and put them in my wallet and they're sealed so my wallet's literally laying over there on the table you're going to see the sundays in there and that's the last one for this month um and then we go to church and it alternates between each kid who gets gets to to put it in the basket which is their favorite part (laughs) yes yes it is but but it's that action there's two things that i think are really prevalent i think this hopefully I, i i think it's kind of a good ending note which is that your giving is planned Yes. Your giving is meaningful. It's not much, but it's conscious. It's conscious. And that's the key. 
be conscious about what we are giving. So we want you to and pray so, about this. Put this on your hearts and consider giving alms to the poor, yeah. even your own parish. There you um, go. So go. that wraps up um, our third episode in the Corporal Works of Mercy. Um, Mike, any parting words there? Well, you know, we've one just hopefully, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, again, as always, like, sk- share, subscribe. And um, with that, um, don't Alina, forget about mailbag edition coming up. Yeah. Uh, send us um, your questions for Mike or for Alina, yep. um, whether Catholic or not, to info at vnycmo.org or through our Facebook page or through our Instagram page. If you want to remain anonymous, um, by all Ooh. means, just say so. Yep. Our lips are sealed. Um, and with that, I'm going to leave you with a quote because a lot quotes. Go ahead, um, give us that quote. <laughs> all right. So this one's from Mama T. Uh, Mother Teresa again, okay. Yep, she's my favorite. What's she going to teach us today? All right. She says, poverty is not made by God. It is created by you and me when we don't share what we already have. Wow. There we go. Mama T with the mic Mother, drop every yeah, time. Every time. Every time. Well, everyone, <laughs> God bless. Thank you, as always, for being here. And uh, we'll see you again. So keep practicing. Peace.